Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast, brought to you by Campaign, the advertising, media and marketing magazine. I'm Omar Oaks, media and tech editor at Campaign. We hope everyone out there in the UK had a great long weekend. Thank you, Easter. Um, we've got a sweet treat of our own in store on the pod this week, as our UK editor, Maisie McCabe, interviews the triumphant triumvirate at Uncommon Creative Studio. They are Lucy Jameson, Natalie Graham and Nils Leonard. Um, she's interviewing them about their crowning as Campaign's agency of the year. You can hear about the work they did in 2020 that impressed our judging panel of marketers and how they've managed to do this as a relatively new ad agency, not least one that had to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. Everyone in this industry knows the challenges that has brought. Just a quick word before that interview, I wanted to let you know about a new podcast that is being hosted by Nicola Mendelssohn, Facebook's Vice President for EMEA, and the guests on the campaign podcast last October, where, as well as speaking a lot to me about Facebook, she spoke candidly about the challenges she faced with having a rare form of cancer and effectively not being able to leave the house during this awful pandemic. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. Um, But Nicola has a new podcast called Now then 10, which he hosts alongside Brent Hoberman, who's the co-founder of Founders Forum. Um, They explore how the world's most influential communities, those could be global movements or newer Gen Z brands, how these communities come to life and what the driving forces are behind them. Um, If you know Nicola, she's not one to mess around, so they've got some pretty good guests as well. They've got Richard Curtis, the director and screenwriter. They've got the CEO of Depot, Maria Raga. And the CEO, founder of non-profit organisation Charity Water, Scott Harrison. Um, so that's called Now Then 10 and it's available on Apple, Spotify and, you know, all the other major podcast platforms where you can also listen to Campaign. If you're a first time listener, please do subscribe. But now, without further ado, here's Maisie McCabe's interview with Lucy, Natalie and Niels from Uncommon. Hello, my name is Maisie McCabe and I'm the UK editor of Campaign Magazine and I'm really happy to be here with Uncommon's founders. Would you like to introduce yourself, guys? Hey, I'm Lucy. I guess I'm the strategy one. I'm Natalie. Uh, I'm from uh, business and production background. I'm Nils. Apparently I'm the creative one. <laughs> so you tell everybody, hey? Yeah, <laughs> and they've got a spare two hours. <laughs> Um, so how, I mean, obviously you are our creative agents of the year, um, which is fantastic. How, how can you, how was the last year for you guys? Did it feel good? Was it tough, rewarding, exhilarating? It was a roller coaster last year. Yeah, there were bits of last year which were genuinely terrifying. This time last year, I can remember kind of limping into Easter thinking, oh my God, are we going to have a business in a year's time? (laughs) So it was genuinely incredibly tough, but people were amazing and we kind of pitched and worked our way out of it. So, so yeah, it's been a a weird year to look back on. But also like super rewarding um, to realise that you can do that and, and be in that sort of place and actually end up creating I think genuinely it's probably our most prolific year in terms of the sort of work we did. It really put our philosophy to test, um, which is all about the woods are burning and, you know, the fact that actually we've got to change as an industry. And I think we like to be, we like to be super prolific. We like to 
try and make sure that we're making stuff. I think that's where we get our energy from. So um, there wasn't there wasn't chance to stand back and kind of navel gaze. We just had to dive in. And I think the team, our clients, everyone really responded to that, which was in itself were... really rewarding, but obviously tougher over Zoom, yeah. as everyone's finding. I think we were really lucky in that context. I think that our clients see the world quite a bit like we do. And as a result, we weren't we didn't we weren't sat there with this vacuum of inactivity we were like just on and I honestly I think that rescued us to some degree and, and we just made loads and loads of stuff every almost every partner that we worked with was like what are we going to do you know and, and it was just it just honestly played to really why we even started Uncommon and so I think you know looking back at that year it was scary like Lee said it's like moments of terror for sure but also just like I remember saying to some people god well, you know they're like how are you and we we're like I was like fucking knackered you know we're making all these films for ITV and they'd be like, oh, I'd be like, what are you up to? And they're like, oh, nothing really. I'm just, I've just gone for a walk. I was like, fuck, man. I'm, you know, <laughs> some ways like properly lucky, I think, you know, really quite grateful for that, you know, the partnerships that we've established. Yeah. Last year was a year where you just didn't wait for anyone to ask you for something. You just went and said, how about we do this? Um, and that, I think, is probably what made the difference. Or even when and did it ourselves. I mean, the sense of normality project was born out of feeling like we had to do something ourselves, not necessarily being asked to do it. It was, you know, candles that gave back to hospitality action. And yeah, that just felt like we needed to show up properly and put our creativity to some sort of action. Yeah, what's the next, the next uncommon own project? Is the one you can talk about yet? Yeah, we've got a few, but we can't really we can't really talk about it because the partners will get pissed off with us. But there's another one with those brilliant guys at Earl of East that's going to come, which different different lens uh, this time, but equally important, I think. Um, we're really excited about. It. We've got two or three other bits coming out, you know. And I think it might be worth just saying, like, um, I also think towards the end of the year and stuff, loads of work we were making, but there's loads of work that's coming out now that we've been yeah. making for that amount of time and. That work, I think, is bigger. It's it's got more scale, you know, both globally as well as in terms of the size of the projects. But you know, there's a load of stuff that we were really, um, you know, really grateful to see start to happen now. A couple of months come out for for some of those clients that we've been working with over the course of that time, and those are really validating as well. I'm sure, like anybody in that period, you know, you're working away and never really sure if it's going to happen. You know, we have later means never, and when people are going, oh, we're just going to put that back because. Uh, you know, you're like, oh, are you though? <laughs> so it's good to see some of that start to happen again. Do you, and so you obviously pleased with the um, B and Q response over the weekend? Yeah, I was, I was pesting Maze. I was like, I haunt myself <laughs> in, in the wee hours looking at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what a load of old shite <laughs> from someone up there, you know? But, um, but actually, no, mate, it was, it was really great. My favourite one's like, why am I getting so fucking emotional at a B and Q ad? It's like, frightening. Uh, <laughs> And um, what was the logistics about like putting that together? Was it tricky? Presumably, has that been shot recently under kind of COVID secure kind of conditions? We got we got in so early with the COVID shoot stuff. If you remember, like ITV, we started doing all that stuff, and then the PSB projects. So we we learned really early, you know, good and bad, a lot of that stuff. So weirdly, going into it, we started writing to the best of our ability for those conditions. Um, and, and working with some partners as well that really understood it. So I think we were lucky again in hindsight that we just yeah. faced a load of those problems almost Im- immediately. PSB was the public service broadcasting. So the thing we did for all the broadcasters 
over the summer. So yeah, <laughs> just trying to scenario plan was really hard. And so that's coming up with ideas that you can use that have as few people as possible in them or? No, it's, oh, it's <laughs> this is a too big a question. <laughs> No, it's not. Well, that's paired completely with the fear of making deeply generic Zoom based bullshit, isn't it? Let's be honest. Right. And like we we had this sort of thing where we were like, if we're going to do that stuff, let's at least be the first. Let's at least be the first people out with an emotional Zoom based. That's how we can move past it. But there are there are tricks to doing it. There are ways and points of view of camera. Um, you know, there are ways to allude to lots of people without necessarily being lots of people. Um, you know, and you, you'll see a few of those tricks in the PSB work, but also in the latest B&Q stuff. Also, the latest B&Q stuff uses some more, I guess, I don't know, posty or creative ideas within the context of the film, you know, sort of the flower coming up from the floor and, and stuff. So there's other ways to try and move people, I think. But yeah, it's tricky. It's still very tricky with people, for sure. You mentioned um, pitching a lot. I mean, seems to be furious, kind of like 15 wins last year. Is yeah. that... Um... <laughs> Is that, I mean, is, is that kind of intentional? Does it, you know, is it something that, you know, excites you all or is it born out of necessity? It was both last year, um, honestly. I mean, yes, we always love pitching. It's got an adrenaline rush and we're still small, so we've got a pitch to grow and we want to grow. Um, but yeah, it, so it's kind of, it's great on lots and lots of levels. But I think we have been lucky particularly the beginning of this year to kind of pick up a few bigger projects which is what we wanted to do this year last year it felt like we just wanted to get lots of good stuff in so that we were making so our team was busy and you know to fill that gap of where big clients were saying okay we'll do that next year so it was it was all of those things but it's always fun but it was um 15 you know we realized that kind of uh you know, we do that with just us, really. We don't have a new biz team. We don't have kind of layers of people doing it. Um, and clients always do that thing. If I want to see the people who are going to work on the business and we're like, yeah, we will actually be working on the business. It's not bullshit this time. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty ferocious. It's quite interesting as well, Maisie, that last year and going into this year, because everyone's working on Zoom, it's kind of broken down a load of uh, barriers for geography. So we actually did an awful lot of work for the states um, and are continuing to, because I think there's a sense of, well, let's just work with the people that we think understand and see the world like us and want to approach the problem slightly differently. So that seems to be a trend that started last year, but it's massively continuing. So that's opened up different types of projects. Is it kind of level off as well in terms of, I guess, newer agencies with maybe not the you know the new business budgets or trappings or you know offices of some of the more established do you think it helps when you you, or do you think have you got presumably you've got a shiny enough office that we have got a shiny enough office but at the end of the day it's sort of always honestly when you're pitching it comes down to the five best people and those are the people you know clients are going to meet and see and da 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 and that doesn't really make that much of a difference it's just I guess on zoom it's literally focused on those people so I think it it probably becomes a little bit more around the work and the way you present it and the people rather than the whole aura 
I think it changed as well, if I'm honest. It went at the start of the year, so the start of the pandemic when we were pitching, there was still that sense of, well, we can't come in and see the fact that there's other people. <laughs> so you were literally just presented with the people who are on, on the team. And because pitching before that, you were used to walking into an office and seeing lots of other people and feeling the buzz. You had to kind of recreate that. But I think over time, that's kind of changed a bit. And actually, as Lucy said, it's more down to the ways of working and how seamlessly you can do that. Um, and and actually just down to the creative and the, and the strategic way of approaching the problems. But I think to start with, there was a sense from clients that they needed to see that it was real still. <laughs> For a while, we played the video of the office at the beginning of pictures. <laughs> <It's irrelevant. laughs> we do have one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> There's one thing as well, Maisie, I think the, the trick to a load of our work is honestly that we, when we pitch or even we don't pitch a lot of the time we just have a conversation that they see the world very much like us that sounds like an obvious thing to say but not enough agencies I think inquire as to why that client is in the room mm-hmm. and part of the secret for our relationship has always been starting in the right place together you know and if they turn up and they kind of tend to go oh you know we don't really know why you're here we've heard you're sort of all right and we just want a one percent uplift in sales they're probably not for us you know it's the ones who come in and they've seen our work or they've seen you know Lucy or Nat talk or they're you know, they're like, I saw this and is this what you're about? Because if it is, then that's what we want. Everything tends to come from that. In this period, it was really critical we did that because it was like, if we chose the wrong partner, you know, ultimately it's like, that's what we're going to end up pouring our lives into. So there was a bit of pressure on that, you know, being honest. I was really nervous that, because we also wanted money, right? <laughs> and I was sort of fucking nervous that we were going to compromise on that a bit and and we we didn't have to we were lucky you know again we were lucky in that there were people that sort of got what we did and and also had money which was great so uh, yeah there was a weird but kind of nice thing last year that you know I think traditionally agencies and clients quite often have had a really formal relationship and there's a process and then they brief you and and last year all of that got smashed out of the water um and that's a joy because clients are kind of going okay we need to do something we need to do it quick and we're good at that (laughs) so that really played in our favor actually and I think clients drops a lot of the stuff that gets in the way and drags it out and takes time and they were super brave because everybody had their kind of back to the wall and that would be lovely to see if we can kind of continue that this year um is there a win that you're most proud of (laughs) <laughs> sorry it's like asking you to pick your children I suppose isn't it I don't know I mean I was going to say like it's it wasn't a big one but I remember we met the guys that yelped and it was quite early in the beginning of sort of lockdown pitching and they were just really lovely <laughs> and they just kind of really got it and and that that was a that was just a really nice one just because it felt like so not easy but it felt like we were all super aligned and none of that stuff mattered that was a nice one it wasn't probably the biggest but it was just a really nice one is there more legs more to come in that campaign or is that there will be more to come but it's a good um the good insight there (laughs) yeah fun that one (laughs) I I mean uh, yeah there were lots weren't they uh, Quaker was another one that, and, and lots this year actually this year's been kind to us too and lots of different shapes of projects for existing clients as well I think that was what was nice so lots of um, lots more brand design and different shapes so yeah it's, it's, think, it's um, definitely allowed us to be a bit more prolific 
don't know about you guys. I, it's a really interesting question that, like, because I thought about pride. Are you, we used to, I, I used to be really proud of new business. I used to be obsessed with it back at Grey. These two will tell you it was like, and I'm, I'm not now. I'm more proud of honestly pulling off the relationships that we establish and the work we make and proving that it works. Like, honestly, it sounds so weird. That the stuff that makes my heart swell is when we're like looking at Britain Get Talking or whatever. And I'm like, that's what it's about. That's what we said it was going to be about. I'm much more proud of that than I am about, you know, the newer, the newer relationships are great, but they're still a test for both sides. Mm. You know, whereas the stuff like that, that's like proper. Is that the work you're most proud of then, Nils? The ITV stuff? Personally, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, yeah, yeah. it's what we said we were going to do. <laughs> you know, we said we were going to partner with brands that wanted to make a difference and, and positively impact, you know, and, and all of that stuff. And that's the most recognised mental health campaign in the country now. So, yeah, we're over the moon with it, I think. And in terms of kind of, I guess, the structure of building the agency, how has that been doing that remotely? You've kind of obviously added quite a lot of staff, but are there people you've not met in person yet? Yeah, about 80 it's so people. weird. I'm really looking forward to somebody was saying, I had no idea how tall they were. <laughs> it's that kind of weird thing. You've got no idea. Yeah, yeah. I started this with a bob. <laughs> Can I also tell you a story, by the way? Luce really got me the other day. I was, she was like, oh, how tall they are. I told her I was 5'11". She went, you're not fucking 5'11". <laughs> you're not. You're 5'7". 5'6". Yeah, 5'5". <laughs> I'm like 5'5 five, five in your heads. That just tells you everything you need to know about Uncommon, guys, all right? For fuck's sake. We've built quite a crew, and, uh, and it must be really hard starting under lockdown, not having met met the rest of the team so we've tried to make that as easy as it as it can be but you know it's it's tough we can't recreate it I mean celebrating agency of the year was really hard we sent everyone a bottle of champagne and and did a kind of like zoom party um and spent a lot of time talking about how we're going to celebrate when we're out of lockdown (laughs) um but uh there's a part there's a party that we're trying to plan Maisie it's got too much right on it in half an hour it's all going to peak too soon i think it, i literally we might never come back <laughs> i think you just need to go to a pub don't you like you know because one of the things a few bits of business that you work on is obviously on the issue of around diversity is that something that you've been looking at internally i know you made some progress on the kind of bame representation as an agency um but i guess some still got a bit of work to do i think that's fair yeah no i think that's very fair we're, we're working with um with poc um who are an amazing organization to help us look at everything so um set some proper targets against hiring to make sure that we're we're massively increasing that as, and as you said we've, we've made some inroads in that um of late um but also um how we show up with the work that we do as well so i think we've been trying to make sure that whether it's the supporting the Black Lives Matter dance that, that happened on ITV or whether it's about uh, trying to make sure that we're heroing people behind the camera um, and the way that we build those sorts of crews, that's been something we've been looking at across the board. But um, but yeah, definitely more that we can be doing as well. So super conscious of that. I guess what should we expect from this year? It's more and bigger, not in a kind of, um, you know, we want to conquer the world. We just want to do great work that has a wider impact. Um, and that's the deal, isn't it? Um, 
you know you want to everyone always goes oh it's fine to do that when you've got small clients because they're crazy and off they go and and actually what you want to show is that if you do that kind of work on the bigger scale it really makes a difference and that's why I think we're kind of proud of you know the fact that there are scale-ups and there's people like ITV and B&Q who are kind of doing very different kind of work than they would have done before. So we'd love to have a go at a kind of global scale one of those. I think that would be really exciting to see. And then, you know, we also want to spread. We've done a lot of design work. We've made pack designs for jars. We've done a new website for Habito. We've done Cov City of Culture identity we want to grow in design and and all of that stuff too i always hate when people presume that you know we're only able to do that on the smaller stuff i think b&q hopefully is a great example of our approach being applied to properly you know one of the nation's biggest brands but then there's yeah there's some other stuff you know globally and in terms of the shape of that work we're hoping to do some stuff and like lou said as well we're going to spread our wings so there's some things in production that aren't adverts at all maybe some longer form stuff and some other bits that, that have been a long time in the making you know and to your point as well the team the team is critical over the course of this year so you know really how we get best in class you know diverse bunch of people that really you know we want to we want to carve out a different way of looking at all of it we're really passionate about that and so hopefully this year will be will enable us to build what we need to build That's your lot, campaign podcast listeners. We're eternally grateful for your continued support and we'll be back next week. This episode of the campaign podcast was edited by Lindsay Riley and Campaign Magazine can be, of course, found online at campaignlive.co.uk. If you're a first-time listener, please subscribe, leave a review wherever you want to listen to your podcast. But until next week, goodbye, stay safe and hope you can join us next time. Bye.